This is Goodwill of Middle Georgia and the CSR. That's this the craziest is, part about all This is not Goodwill, New York, Goodwill, right. wherever. It, it, right. it is a full cycle where it starts with your donation, filters all the way through the things that I've been talking about and the services that we offer, and fuels right back into expanding it. That's so really cool. This That's is incredible. Your, your Goodwill team. investing into Augusta, Georgia. Welcome to Drop the Disc. This week's guest, Trip Harrison, is the Senior Vice President of Goodwill Enterprises and the Edgars Hospitality Group for Middle Georgia. So we've got 34 counties that we're responsible for. Um, and, and it goes essentially, our, our your, your Goodwill or for the CSRA expands from, starts in Aiken County um, and goes into Augusta over all the way to Lake Oconee down to Forsyth, Georgia, Macon, Georgia, Warner Robins, Dublin, and kind of that's our footprint. We started the conversation by talking about Goodwill, its mission, and what they're doing in the CSRA. Lots of free services. You know, everything from, you know, you need to learn how to write a resume that you're, you know, you've had three generations of poverty and no example of what it means to go to work. We can help teach you that for free. Uh, We get access and partnerships through employers. You walk in our door and you're a single mom of three kids and I'm at the end of my wit's end and and just don't know where to go, don't know where to turn. Um, You know, I'm going to get evicted this you know, this month or this week or whatever. And, you know, we've got resources and people we can align you with. And so we kind of have that support structure to really help prop people up and not prop them up for the sake of continuing it. Because what our next conversation is going to be, well, how do we help break this cycle of doing this so you don't end up like this next month? We also talked about the exciting innovations that the Edgar's Hospitality Group is making for the Goodwill Enterprise innovation that is happening right here. You know, and, and, you know, again, typical culinary schools, you maybe get lucky to get, you know, one chicken or two chickens to cut up and hope you know how to cut the chicken up. Uh, we come to you and say, we've got dinner for 600 tomorrow. We need 600 chickens cut up. You know, there's nowhere else currently in the, in the, in the country or the world that we know of that if you want to work in a private club, you can come to this college, this culinary school, and have real-world handling experience walking out the door with your degree. The innovation that's going on in the CSRA is really exciting, and we're really excited to share it with you. Thank you for tuning in. This is the Drop the Disc podcast, recorded at Augusta Podcast Studio. This episode, like all episodes, is presented and sponsored by Nancy Powell. Of course, we thank Nancy Powell for sponsoring us. We love that she's been a part of what we've been doing this whole time. But today isn't going to be a regular plug for Nancy. Today is a congratulations for Nancy. She has been voted Cyber City's best real estate agent by the Augusta Chronicle. And her company, Powell & Associates, was one of the best real estate companies as voted for in Cyber City's best as well. Congratulations, Nancy. We've been talking about how great you are, and clearly other people are too. Nancy Powell, Powell & Associates, contact her at Downtown Augusta Broker on Instagram. We love her, and so does the city of Augusta. Hey guys, I'm Chris. Hey guys, I'm David. And we are the hosts for Drop the Disc Podcast, and we are super excited for our guest today. Yeah, our neighbor actually came either up or downstairs, depending on where he was last, right. yeah. um, to, to give us a visit. And and let's go ahead and have you introduce yourself. Hey, I'm uh, Trip Harrison. I work with uh, Eggers Hospitality Group, and um, Created a lot of fun venues around the city, uh, Eggers Grill and uh, the Pinnacle Club, and soon to open Eggers Above Broad. And and when you say Eggers, it, it, 
isn't that from Goodwill? It is, yeah. Actually, uh, Edgar's, uh, sorry, Edgar Helms is the uh, founder of Goodwill back in 1902 and uh, started off with the mission of helping people kind of change their lives and, and you know, get a hand out of uh, out of poverty and, and, and things that are uh, barriers to employment and give them the dignity of work and, and kind of working their way up. And so that's been the mission of Goodwill. And that's kind of what we do, what we do. And that's what gets us out of bed every morning. That's incredible. That's awesome. Goodwill has uh, helped me find Hawaiian t-shirts when I need yes, them. Yes, there's that too. <laughs> Hawaiian, any theme party, they hook me up. Just go ahead and go right <laughs> on it. So Tripp, we're going to ask you a bunch of questions about all the development you've been, you've been a part of in Augusta. Sure. But first, you owe us your personal story. And so we're going to start with that. <laughs> um, are you originally from the city of Augusta? You know, I'm actually not. I feel like I am. Lived here for about four years. You dress my, like you are. You know, do I? Well, he dresses you know. like something from <laughs> Ole Miss. Maybe? Definitely the southeast. Definitely yes. the southeast. Maybe, Hotty maybe, toddy. Maybe Ole Miss. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Is that where you grew up, Mississippi? Yeah. So okay. uh, born and raised in Oxford, Mississippi. Uh, met my uh, wife, uh, who I'm still married to today after 20 years. Congratulations. And, uh, thank you, thank you. We have uh, had a journey all over the Southeast United States. We both left and, uh, you know, growing up at Ole Miss or around Ole Miss in the college life, and I had older brothers that, you know, I had pretty much enjoyed the uh, the fraternity life and and, and uh, tailgating and, uh, long before I ever graduated high school. So I can admit that now since I'm uh, right, you know, over 21. Right. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, we, uh, we both agreed we need to get the hell out of here. <laughs> Let's go somewhere else. So... Uh, we ended up in Charleston, South Carolina, and uh, I went to culinary school, and my, um, my wife is a teacher, and so we did that and just had a lot of fun, and, and we lived all over the southeast in several different cities, and I think we moved collectively about eight or nine times now. Okay. Uh, so that's been fun, but our last stop is here. Uh, we moved here from Atlanta about four years ago and uh, have not looked back since. I mean, we've really you know, warmed up to this city, and the city's welcomed us with open arms and just uh, really enjoyed it. We love to hear that. And and before we talk too much about about you being in Augusta, you went to culinary school. Indeed. Tell us a little bit about how that journey took you. What what's that career path look like for you? You said 10, 10 different cities. I'm holding you to that. <laughs> yeah. So uh, you know, set out to go to culinary school. First of all, in Mississippi, you know, we didn't have culinary school there. Um, in fact, I was working in a restaurant as a chef in a upscale uh, steak restaurant and. Uh, my owner said, hey, you really got a, uh, got an act for this. You know, you should, um, you know, have you ever thought about culinary school? Like, what the hell is that? Is that, that real? Do they do that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a school? Um, you know, of course, add in a y'all and do they serve sure. uh, yeah, yeah, collard yeah. greens there. Right. Um, you know, I went back and I talked with my uh, family, which they also had the same, like, you're going to do what? You know, that, no, that's not real. You know, that's a hobby. Right. Um, and so we looked into it and it turned out it was a pretty cool deal. And, um, you know, we looked into going to both uh, two, two uh, of the most prestigious culinary schools in the country, CIA or uh, in, in New York. Uh, or Johnson and Wales in Charleston, and uh, we don't do cold being from Mississippi, so <laughs> Charleston we came, and uh, that was a lot of fun. So worked in uh, several restaurants and uh, both uh, locally owned uh, in Charleston as well as kind of moved into a corporate restaurant environment in Birmingham. And then, um, you know, lo and behold, when you go to culinary school, you think really the only thing, my only options are work in a hotel or work in a restaurant. Uh, and I, I very quickly had the good fortune of discovering that there's such a bigger world out there and so I had an opportunity to join this big global firm um, and went and worked in the corporate dining world. So it was serving Fortune 1000 companies and executive dining rooms and lots of stuff like that. And then it even kind of meandered my way through in that company. We had uh, contracts to do all the PGA food serve or about 11 tournaments, including the championship and uh, a wow. few other majors. 
And uh, yeah, I mean, we would travel, you know, the masters here, they've got the the good fortune of, uh, you know, having fixed kitchens and the tournaments always here. Right, right, right. Well, imagine doing exactly what they do or to some level of but that. But a different place every year, right? Every tournament, every year. My goodness. Every month. Right. <laughs> so, so that's what you were doing. Yep. So we were traveling around doing that. And uh, that was that was super fun until I had to get off the road and you know, we want to start focusing on building a family. So um, anyway, I got back into into corporate dining and did that and then left that big company for, because, you know, I've really found my success in, in dealing with, um, you know, companies I can make a make a difference in, make an impact and kind of put your fingerprints on building right. versus mm-hmm. being a cog in a wheel of a big behemoth, right. you know, right? So uh, joined a boutique firm in Atlanta, and we did cultural arts centers and corporate dining, lots of other stuff and catering and then... Uh, you know, got a random phone call from a from a headhunter about four years ago for this gig, and um, you know, said, "Hey, got a got an executive role with with uh, Goodwill," and I said, ah, yeah, "I don't really know much about the thrift store business. Like, this is not." <laughs> like, did not... you see the right resume? <laughs> right. Are you? Did, did you spell my last name wrong? <laughs> you must be really desperate, man. Right. <laughs> uh, I am not doing. You know, so. Uh, but he said, look, this is not your grandmama's goodwill. You need to get over here and check this out, what these guys are doing. So came over, you know, and rest is history. Been here for four years. And, you know, kind of my core responsibilities are building the the hospitality brand of the organization, which is a experiential learning venue of Helms College. Yeah. And we're lucky to have you here building all this stuff. Yes, we um, are. I'm curious. I have a personal question for you. My sure. My dad used to be a chef and he always says like oh i just love cooking fish it's my favorite mm-hmm. thing you know for some reason he loves cooking tilapia i think that's ridiculous Why? right right no, we're on the same page i don't disagree <laughs> but but he has favorite things that he likes to cook uh whether it's tilapia whether it's ribs you know when you were a chef obviously you were doing a vast different things all the time but did you have any specialties did you have anything you really liked to do um my home was always going back to grilling, right? So I love grilling a good steak. That's what I grew up. I mean, every Friday night, my dad, you know, I'd come home from whatever we were doing in school all the way I can remember as a kid. I mean, we had steak. That was like Friday night deal. And so, you know, seeing dad out on the grill and all that comes with all that, you know, kind of camaraderie and hanging out, had friends over and, uh, so yeah, I mean, I gr- going back to grilling and kick, you know, cooking a kick-ass steak is something I just that that I, I try to do so that. So grilling as often. a steak, that's your thing. That's the thing. What's your cook on it? Medium rare. That's accurate. Nice. If Absolutely. You cook it over, you should eat a boot. <laughs> <laughs> You're wasting money. You'd be better off. Right? If it's seasoned well, I'll eat a boot. <laughs> right. I'm True. just kidding. It's got to have a little bit of pink. Right. A little just bit. I've been watching too much uh, Master Chef yeah. to, yeah. to even yeah. consider anything above medium rare. Well, I was going to ask a similar question. Uh, so, so you're a chef. Do you have a favorite entree? Like, what is your? You said Mississippi. I'm I'm assuming grits poured over everything like would to be eat? like yeah, such to a eat. stereotype. To eat uh, a hot toddy toddy champagne, maybe I don't know <laughs> chandelier in the tent. I don't know. You tell me. No, what what is your now? Looking back now, or right. even now, you know, with the Pinnacle Club and whatnot, you can do a plug. I don't care. What is your go to entree? To eat personally, oh, I'd say a mistake. <laughs> steak, 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 or you know, or uh, just a really good clean fish. Okay. Not, not tilapia. That's fair. I don't, um, don't blame you. But you know, a good clean fish cooked simply, you know, prepared simply with great quality ingredients in the side dishes and things that go with it, and just nice and refreshing. You know, kind of a taste of the local area. Whatever uh, is it within. 
you know, a, a local region, if you will, going all the way to the coast if you need to, especially for the fish piece. But yeah, um, yeah I mean, if you, you know, taste, taste what's Do you have coming a favorite from favorite kind of fish? Grouper, probably. Okay. Really? Mm-hmm. Mine's swordfish. Yeah. You had swordfish? Oh, of course. Oh, it's the I can steak you, of the sea. Well, I don't know if you want to eat it if you've seen what I've seen and a lot of chefs have seen. <laughs> well, let's not talk about that. <laughs> Is it the kind of fish that you can <laughs> drop on the floor and then pick it back up and clean it real quick and put it back on? No, but okay. sometimes it can have slugs that meander their way through. And they get bigger <laughs> as they go through. And as a chef, you get a big fat loin of, of swordfish that hits your cutting board from the from the seafood. Of course, they can't see the inside, right? <laughs> And you go to cut into it, and there's this little black thing. You're like, what the hell is that? <laughs> and you keep cutting the portions into it. Next thing you know, you end up with this nice slug that's kind of bored its way through because the – it's yeah, – You're killing me. I just and and they still fish. serve it. <laughs> as long as you cut around it, you're okay. <laughs> so my favorite fish is uh, now shark. Um, I now no longer <laughs> like Mahi, Mahi is good. Mahi is also Mahi great. Is Mahi good. is great. If somebody else is picking up the tab, I'll go with like halibut or Ooh, sea bass. Okay. There you go. Oh, there, <laughs> there you it go. is. There it is. So you moved to Augusta four years ago. Yep. Four years ago, if I remember correctly, which time is blurring together in my life, so I don't know if I do. But four years ago, there was a lot of kind of development downtown. Like Soleil was just opening mm-hmm. up. What were your thoughts of Augusta when you moved here? I mean, you've lived everywhere in the southeast, it sounds like. Yeah, a lot of them. You know, I think, uh, you know, my upbringing in a smaller city uh, like Oxford, Mississippi, which is back at the time when I was living there, was about 30,000 people with students. Um, so, you know, it was a big deal when we got a second McDonald's, right? And the Super Walmart, oh, my God, they threw a parade. Dollar it General? Was a big deal. Dollar General? <laughs> they came later on. They were way behind the curve. <laughs> they follow Walmart. Um, yeah, so, you know, when I got here, uh, Augusta prior to this, and, and I mean no disrespect to this whatsoever, Augusta being from either I lived in Atlanta or Charlotte, it was right. a place where I would stop to get gas, a coffee, or use the restroom on the way to somewhere else. Uh, so I never really, it never even hit my radar. That was another thing when the headhunter called and like, oh, Augusta, Georgia. And I was like, uh, okay. <laughs> my wife looked at me like, really? What's there? <laughs> so it was really, a, you know, Heather and I took it as a, uh, a discovery process. You know, let's go and, and pour our heart into this city and let's see what it's all about and how can we be a part of building it and being the future. And of course, you know, coming from a small town, I get small town, right. some of the political sides and the people who are from there and, you know, that's right. the, that crowd and this crowd and they don't really blend. And, um, you know, I can say that uh, with confidence that, you know, I had some great people that put their arms around me and, and really kind of brought you into the fold of it and got to see the pulse of the city and what was going on. And, and it really inspires you to, you know, let's let's get up to get down and, you know, have some fun. So let's get up to get down. Get up that's to what get you said. Self right? plug. I love that. Self right? plug, maybe. Right. We'll right. get there later. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, yeah, it's... Uh, you know, I, I love the energy and what the city's got going on. And yeah, I mean, it, like any town, there's there's a lot of challenges going on. And there's, whether it be financial or, you know, people won't get out of their own way kind of thing. But, uh, you know, it was really intriguing. I joined uh, Leadership Augusta, for, gosh, my first year here, I believe it was. And going through that was, I recommended to everybody, by the way. Plug for them. And that's who but, the, um, who is that? That's who the Chamber of Put them by the Chamber, yeah. Gotcha. Um, yeah, Supar and the, uh, and the Leadership Augusta board and team, they do a great job with this. But uh, it really immerses you into the city. It's about a nine-month program, and it gets you exposure to all sorts of things behind the scenes. Uh, but it was intriguing because half of our class were folks that were from here. Half of our class was folks that were not from here. Um, and so it even opened a lot of eyes to people who are from here who thought they knew everything about Augusta. Uh, but mm. probably one of the coolest moments, especially being so new to the city, um, we had someone, and I won't name their name or their role, but they were <laughs> a, a highly influential person in this city and were from this city. And they made the comment, and they said, you know, in, the, in this group setting, you know, raise your hand if you're from here. And, of course, you know, half the room raised their hand. Raise your hand if you're not from here. 
And uh, once we did that, the other half of the room raised their hand and then he made the comment and he said, okay, those of you who are from here, look at those who are not from here. And if you don't be a part, step up and be a part of the change and both part of the involvement of this city and where it's going, they're going to turn it into their city. And so that was such an eye opening kind of thing, especially to the folks that were from here. And they all agreed. They said, you know what, we, we've got to be a part of, of steering the path of this city as it goes and, um, you know, to help it bring it to a brighter future. And so I feel confident four years later, you know, that we're on that path. And, uh, you know, there's some really good stuff, even though we've got the current, you know, COVID uh, matters going on. Right. That uh, even though that's kind of a little pause in things, I think this city's on some on a great path, um, you know, to do some good stuff if we get out of our way. So, (laughs) so when you were called by this headhunter to work here, Mm -hmm. did y'all have hands on the Pinnacle Club at the time? No, we did not. Okay, so at that point, it was just what was the pitch? Yeah, what was the pitch? So, well, the pitch from a headhunter standpoint, for me coming in here running, you know, tens of billions of dollars worth of business, tens of millions, not billions, sorry, um, millions <laughs> of dollars get ahead worth. Of yourself now, buddy. <laughs> Easy. Just one letter. <laughs> Just one simple letter. <laughs> oh, goodness. But, um, you know, running large operations, this was a chance to me to truly help come in and, and help shape something right now. Mind you, our, our CEO who and, and the board who came up with this whole idea and the, and the concept of it, you know, they had set the path, you know, years before I got here. Uh, my, my task was to come in and let's, let's sharpen it up and let's take it to the next level mm. uh, and really make it something that is, is the benchmark for others to follow. Let's make it something that is, um, you know, really impactful for the student to help change their life as part of Helms College. Um, and so that was, that was a really big deal. And then the idea is that, you know, okay, let's take this, fix what we have or, or improve what we have rather, and then let's build upon it and build upon that success and continue, you know, ongoing. So stay tuned after the break, we talk about Helms college and the growth of Edgar's hospitality group in Augusta, Georgia. This is the drop the disc podcast. Thank you so much for listening. David, have you ever tried the October fest beer? You know, I think I did last year, but I don't know if I have this year. I'm telling you right now, it's available right now at Savannah River Brewery in the tap room. It's delicious. I'm talking about this because Oktoberfest week is coming up. It's September 22nd to 26th, and usually it is a full day. Right. But due to COVID-19, it is a full week. Uh, Stay six feet apart, but... Guys, they're still doing it. You know, Savannah River Brewery has done such a great job with cultivating a great presence in the city of Augusta. Right. And so, basically, all I'm saying is, if you have no plans for Oktoberfest, if you would like to try a great beer... Or if you do have plans, maybe you change them. Yeah, yeah. September 22nd through 26th? Yeah, absolutely. And I know axe throwing is involved. So anyways, guys, uh, Savannah River Brewery, I want you to check out their Oktoberfest. Check them out on Facebook, Instagram. They have all of the updates for that event there for you. And any small batch that's coming. Actually, I've heard a rumor from from one of the brewers. Oh, crap. Beacons are wit. And we'll just leave it on that? Absolutely. Let's do it. Savannah River Brewing Company, Augusta, Georgia, Oktoberfest is coming soon. Oktoberfest beer is already here. It's already here. Check them out. They are fantastic. So maybe what we need to do is talk about Helms College and then talk about what we have now. I think so. So I think so. So I when I went, did you ever do social? 
No. Okay. I'm so, aware of it. All my friends did. So but no. I did social <laughs> sixth through eighth grade of my life, three years, and it was in this building. Did your parents ask if you wanted to do it, or did they <laughs> definitely not? Uh, See, my mom said, choice. "Hey, do you want to learn how to dance, <laughs> oh, or do you want to stay home?" It was home? like it was like matchmaking. <laughs> they didn't even ask who I wanted to be my partner. <laughs> they just said, "This is who it's going to be." Like it or not, there you yeah. go. We already did their money. It's gonna happen. Oh yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so so I did social, and it was literally just social and Dairy Queen in this giant <laughs> building. Okay, you want to know why Dairy Queen is still there? Because it's social, right? Okay. <laughs> but now Dairy Queen is legit. Very. Yeah. It, it came back. But anyways, so did they? <laughs> they did. Debatable. My Debatable. wife will tell you they did. <laughs> Yeah, and you guys can walk there though. You have we a, can, you we have can. an interesting Truth. perspective yes, on that. Yes, yes. Anyways, so so what I want to know is, I'm sure you know the history of how Helms College came about. Mm-hmm. Um, and could you tell the, our listeners about how that came about and right. Edgar's Grill and all right. that and, and like I, the mission the because mission. it's all linked together. Yeah, the right? job right. the job link every the connections yeah. everything that y'all do there. And I feel like once that was established and grew, it sounds like and it seems like everything blew up. Right. So could you take it away? Yeah, you know uh, I think that our goodwill mm-hmm. here. Um, and the mission that we're doing and the activities that we're doing are, are such a treasure for this city that most people don't even know about, sadly. Um, you know, again, and that's, we need to get our story out there and, and people just, you know, need to understand kind of what we do. Because a lot of people, again, you think of Goodwill, you think it's one big national organization. And and you, you think know. of the retail store where right. you go to buy a Hawaiian shirt. Right, exactly. Yeah. You know, go out and have a good time. 100%. Um, and so, again, I mentioned earlier when we started that, you know, Goodwill was founded back in 1902 by a guy named Edgar Helm, or Reverend Edgar Helms. Um, and his goal was to, again, change people's lives through, at that time, it was skills training, right? So it was uh, a cobbler, a seamstress, a watch repair, things like that to give these people skills that they could then carry on. And the in these industries or these jobs were low barriers to entry. So it was easy to give them the education and the foundation and then take them and and get them to work, right, and start earning, uh, start earning a decent income. So um, fast forward, you know, years after that time, which has been quite a few decades, <clears throat> excuse me, um, and you've got um, our board and our CEO, because again, our, our goodwill is not a national organization. It is a national footprint. You know, there's there's over a hundred. But it's uh, run regionally, right? Yes, yeah, it's, it's so, run locally. So what's our local region? So we've got 34 counties that we're responsible for, um, and and it goes essentially our our your your goodwill or for the CSRA expands from starts in Aiken County um, and goes into Augusta over all the way to Lake Oconee down to Forsyth, Georgia, Macon, Georgia, Warner Robins, Dublin. And kind I got to get to that Lake Oconee Goodwill. That's probably, there's probably uh, some here, good stuff got there. Some good stuff there. Southern, Southern Vines. <laughs> but what you do, you don't interact with that part of it. You are just dealing with the Helms College side, right? So, yeah. So, so essentially the retail store funds the mission. Right. And the, the college side and the, um, the hospitality side, we're all, we're all the mission side of this, right? Um, and so the mission side of this is, you know, our CEO and our board, uh, back when they first came up with this iteration, which is the first version was down in Macon, Georgia, um, and they came up with um, this concept. And, and so they did a lot of research and looking and saying, okay, the best way to help change people's lives with with barriers to employment and some of the other challenges is to essentially give, um, you know, it's through education. 
And so if we can give them credentials or we can give them a college, you know, get, not give them, but they earn a college degree, right. that's going to be a game changer. Now, the difference is, I mean, it's like, okay, well, we're going to do a culinary school or culinary hospitality program. Well, you know, there's, there's other schools that have those programs, including some of our technical colleges in the area. So now you're differentiating, right? Yep. And okay. so we, and there's nothing wrong with those programs. However, right. we are in a position where we have, um, by nature, because typically the, the, the original mission was, okay, you come in, you got the, you donate the goods, we turn around and sell those, we do job training within the store itself, and then we also take those additional revenues that are earned from that, and we provide free services, lots of free services. You know, everything from... You know, you need to learn how to write a resume that you're, you know, you've had three generations of poverty and no example of what it means to go to work. We can help teach you that for free. Uh, we get access and partnerships through employers. You walk in our door and you're a single mom of three kids and I'm at the end of my wits end and, and just don't know where to go, don't know where to turn. Um you know, I'm going to get evicted this, you know, this month or this week or whatever. And, you know, we've got resources and people we can align you with. And so we kind of have that support structure to really help prop people up and not prop them up for the sake of continuing it. Because what our next conversation is going to be, well, how do we help break this cycle of doing this so you don't end up like this next month? Um, And so that's when we can have a conversation with these wraparound resources. Let's help you. um, But then let's also talk about making a change. And so where are, where we come into a difference in several ways um, with having a, a culinary school or a college, and we have other other parts of the school as well as we've started to expand in future plans, um, is really to say, okay, we can get you into college. And again, some of these folks that are going to to college, it could be something as simple as, as my car broke down. Okay, well, I missed a day of school. I'm just not going to go back. Um, instead, we've got, again, the, that support structure. We're calling these folks, and we're talking to them and talking to them, you know, hey, come on back. You know, it's going to be okay. We'll work around it. Let's make some adaptations, whatever we need to do to help make this work, to make you a success so that you can flourish in life and, and kind of get you past this. Because a lot of times these folks that, that we've worked with, um, you know, they're, they're one speed bump away from a problem and it's hard right. to get back out of that problem. And they continue to repeat that problem sometimes. And a lot of it's circumstantial and it's not necessarily, you know, things that they're doing, but it's really about how do you build them up? And so, that was the college model. And again, there, there's, there's, and so it's a fully accredited uh, associate degree level program. Mm-hmm. And we also have diploma programs as well. Um, and so when in creating this concept, it was not just good enough just to let's create the education environment, but what else can we do? And so when they did this, they created and said, we need the, uh, you know, an applied learning or experiential learning, hands-on venue that is and now over we're the talking, top. now we're talking about Edgar's this Grill. Is, yep, enter the, enter the hospitality group. And so this And becomes, by the way, um, Snelling Center, that's a part of that too, right? Yep, sure is. And so we, um, we again, we started this, this in Macon um, years ago, and uh, we have a conference center down there, Anderson Conference Center, so that was the catering space. Uh, and it's a conference center that can accommodate upwards of 600-plus people. Uh, we've also got a uh, the original Edgar's concept, which was Edgar's Bistro. Uh, Edgar's Grill is kind of the 2.0 version of it. And Stelling Center is the, kind of the 2.0 version of the, of the conference center. And so these venues provide several different things. One is that they provide a experiential learning venue for the students, right? Uh, this is where the students can apply their craft in a real-world retail environment so that they are learning hands-on with real guests coming in the door um, and, and paying for dinner and things like that. And so it's you know, and, and, you know, again, typical culinary schools, you maybe get lucky to get, you know, one chicken or two chickens to cut up and hope you mm-hmm. know how to cut the chicken up. Uh, we come to you and say, we've got dinner for 600 tomorrow. We need 600 chickens cut up. <laughs> so, you know, you, it's a lot more hands-on repetition yeah. and things like that. Absolutely. So, um, 
And yeah, and so that's kind of why our hospitality group exists, which is named, you know, Edgar's Hospitality Group after right. Edgar Helms. And then, of course, Helms College with... Right. So Helms College was kind of the baby. And then out of Helms College, it said, okay, we need jobs training. And so mm-hmm. that's how we get Edgar's Grill. That's how we get Snelling Center. So so you guys do the catering for Snelling Center, right, as yep. well? We sure do. And, we do full... And, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, you're good. Is, is Helms College only in Augusta, Georgia? Yeah, so this whole okay. concept is just within your or our local community. So this is between so are you like a dean Amicus of a college? Here. Are you kind of like a dean no, of a no? no. So <laughs> he's I a dean of a college. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they all say. He totally right? is. He totally is. So um, you're a CEO and a dean of a college. Exactly. <laughs> Simultaneous. So our um, our our the way we work. So I I lead the experiential learning venue side of it. Right. Got it. And you know the accredited school side of it. And what that means to it, like the the layman is like the restaurants and the venues, yep. right? Okay. So all the venues where these students would work or where you can come eat or Got have it. an event or do something. So I oversee all of that from an operational standpoint, right? Um, and so the school has its own set of people and its own team that, that you know, lead. And these folks are, they've got master's degrees and all sorts of stuff right. that, you know, make me look really, really dumb. But um, <laughs> they're, they're, no, they're great people, though. But they put together the formality of the education because there is a lot of requirements and a lot of rigor that goes into a career college environment um, to make sure that these folks are getting quality education before they go out in the real world. Right. Absolutely. So, so how does the pinnacle club is, is, which is five floors above us, which you are also the purveyor of, Mm -hmm. how does that fit into this? When does the pinnacle club become an important part of this? Yeah, so uh, we were approached uh, a while back about, hey, and we get called all the time. Is this before trip or after trip? No, this is during during my time. You're here. Okay. Mm -hmm. This was, was, I guess, at this point, about two years or so into my uh, role here. Gotcha. And so... So um, this was about two years ago. Yeah. Okay. And so we were... Actually, it was about two and a half years ago at this point. Gotcha. But... um, so we were approached, and we and we get approached often, you know, and, and a lot of restaurateurs do could probably say the same thing, that, you know, you get some of these folks that will call you up like, hey, I got this perfect property that you guys should come open a restaurant. Right, right. Well, that's not in our, that's not what we do. We don't just come around opening restaurants, right? Right. Um, we you know, really I'm, need a Goodwill restaurant. <laughs> right. So it's, uh, you know, it's it's really tricky to, to do this. But anyway, but we got approached and said, hey, you know, there's this, uh, this place at the top of the, you know, building downtown Augusta, and you know, would you guys like to consider maybe putting a, a, a something up there? And I was like, well, no, but, you know, because, <laughs> again, I mean, the top of the building downtown, but it's not anywhere near our campus. It or doesn't anything, really so. sound like your thing. <laughs> I mean, it just, it would, again, we're not in the business of opening up a bunch of new restaurants right. just for the sake of opening And there was, to be clear, there was a Pinnacle Club before you guys took it over, right? Mm-hmm. So you correct. guys took over the Pinnacle Club. Well, we didn't uh, take over, so we we uh, we assumed operations. So the board of governors okay. voted us to be the hospitality group that leads the operations. Excellent. Gotcha. Um, you know, they basically they were doing it for themselves for quite some time, and they've had other companies in there, management companies before, but they basically selected us to uh, to come in and really just you know here's the keys. You guys make this place a world class club again. And so we did. Um, and so we came in and, and through some right strategic investments and, and really updating the club to uh, to the level that it is today uh, and turning it into the new club. And uh, but at the same time, retaining some of the rich history that was there because we've got, you know, quite a collection of members and, and diverse group of members. Um, and so it was important that we made sure that we didn't, didn't just turn this into something that was too far left or too far right. Right. So, um, so let's talk about the Pinnacle Club for a second. Yeah. Um, how many members does the Pinnacle Club have? Well, that's a, that's a trade secret. Do we not talk? Okay, we can't talk. <laughs> okay, that's fine. 
the Pinnacle Club is a part of like a member organization, right? So there's people yep. like nationwide that come to the Pinnacle Club. Uh, there are, yeah. There's there's different types of membership. I mean, okay. you can have you know individual memberships. It's by invitation only. Uh, but you can have uh, yeah. Take a second, plug. Go ahead and plug it. Just plug <laughs> everything that you chance. can. Just go this ahead. This is do your it. chance, yeah. man. Put it on the table. And I, I got something to ask as well. <laughs> well, let's. <laughs> Don't you worry. Let me table the membership piece because I want to talk okay. about that. Because okay. when we get to Eggers Above Brawl, there's some killer benefits that members have access right. to, and, right. and tie Boom. it all together. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> so anyway, um, so yeah, so the club uh, again, we you know we we looked at the model, and, and at this point, we were also going down a path of deciding, you know how else can we enhance the programs that we have right beyond just this? Cause we're, we're not, we're never an organization just to stand still and go, yep, yeah, we did it. We're here. We made it. Um, the goal is always to, how do we do this bigger, better, faster, stronger, and to create a, ultimately a better experience for our guests that come in the door from the folks who support our organization and the people that are impacted by the, uh, the programming that our mission has. Right. And so, um, you know, we started talking about, you know, again, a lot of culinary schools typically teach you just the basic fundamentals of, you know, here's how to hold a knife, here's how to chop an onion. Um, and some of them do a great job at it. Some of them, eh, you know, you're, you're lucky if you can chop that knife when you're done. It I'm be hit or miss. still <laughs> learning how to chop an onion. Right? <laughs> it's different every time. Just watch MasterChef, dude. <laughs> um, or go to Helms College plug, right? Huh? Yeah. Right? There, there you go. go. Yeah. And so we, we decided that, you know, there's a great opportunity here to perhaps start to specialize and focus. So if you were a student looking for... Um, you know, again, back to that, I, I thought back to when I went to culinary school, I could only work at a restaurant or a hotel, you know, that's going to be my options either, or right. either own my own place. And, um, you know, ultimately this is, could open some doors to different things. And so we have made the decision that, you know, we're going to start creating some specialized programs that align with industry partners, but also align with, you know, if you have an interest in this or opening your eyes to, Hey, you can come in and get the basic fundamentals of how to chop an onion, but then let's start to specialize you in different things because a regular restaurant or hotel versus a club world are two totally different things, right? Your guests and they have the expectations can be completely different, um, on many levels. And so getting someone to, to have exposure to that is something really unique. And so these, you know, there's nowhere else currently in the, in the, in the country or the world that we know of that if you want to work in a private club, you can come to this college, this culinary school, and have real-world hands-on experience walking out the door. Right, and, and all of this seems to go back to Helms College. So Helms College is this seed mm-hmm. that grew the restaurants, grew the venue, and now you have the Pinnacle Club as well. Yep. Fun fact question sure. for you to answer. <laughs> How many how many people are at Helms College right now? Where where did how many oh, uh, yeah. yeah how many people are from the area or how many people come and commute to the Helms College and what are y'all's numbers at? Uh, right now it's 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 probably ninety nine percent all local, um, right? You okay. know, and they're they're sort of not we're we're more of a commuter school, and that's exactly what y'all want to be. Yeah, right. I mean, as of right now, so we've right. got we've got yeah, some there's elements. No dorms. The, there's no dorms behind not the building. Right. No. Oh. <laughs> but so, but how many how many admitted uh, people are here? Right. So we've we've got uh, over 300 students. I don't know. Forgive me. I don't know the, off, the number off the top of my head. Yeah, but I know it's a, it's over 300 students, wow. and we've got capacity to continue that pretty, you know, substantially. And, and when you right started, way. so the first right now you have 300. The first couple years, what what were you what were you at? I wasn't around, but it was. 
like a classroom. <laughs> wow. So we're That's talking incredible. like 50 people I mean, you like a, in the college at a, a time. Less than that. I mean, so it's, it's grown by is, over six times. This and is, yeah. For the, these are people that do they have to have like an associate degree or are just right out of college, just this, a GED? This is, this is the, their associate degree. So this okay. is a fully anyone accredited do it. Associate, anyone. That's, anyone. That's incredible. Yeah. 300 people. So you, and we've got a blend, right? So we've got people that are coming straight out of high school. We've got folks that are coming out of the military and what do I do with my GI bill? Um, or, or what do I do with, you know, again, people coming through our job connections and right. saying, Hey, I need to change my life and what can I do? And, you know, let's talk about a career. Oh, hospitality, you know, great, great opportunity to go into and easy for me to quickly go through school, get a great education and then bang, go right to work. You know, I don't have to, I don't have to work 15 years, 20 years to, um, you know, to get somewhere. I can, I can do it pretty quickly. Don't go anywhere. After the break, we're going to talk to Trip about the Pinnacle Club and some upcoming ventures that he's very excited about. So this next community partner, um, they have been working alongside us to help our mission uh, really for the last few months and as long as we've been able to talk to them. And that's, of course, the Clubhouse at the Cyber Center. The Clubhouse at the Cyber Center, we've talked about how they're great for businesses. We've talked about how they've worked with us to help us put on even our human, uh, our human rights panel that we did. But their resources aren't just for people that are business owners, right? So you can be working from home And maybe you just need an office. Maybe you need a change of pace. You need some great internet, a great environment, maybe a kitchenette to go with it so that you have that that vibe from home. The clubhouse is amazing. It'll put you in a position to succeed. And that is not even mentioning the fact that they're doing networking events. They're virtual networking events, but they're still doing them. You can get involved in the community. That's what we're all about here. You can stay involved in the community and the clubhouse is a great way to plug yourself in. Check them out, theclubhouse.se. Type out the clubhouse, put the period before the SE, go to the clubhouse. They're awesome. We love them. We could not thank them enough for what they're doing. Thank you for your patience. And now, back to the show. So the Pinnacle Club is is pretty dramatically different than it used to be. And from what I understand, and, and I'm pretty sure you would agree with this, um, and anybody that goes up there and the last time they were there was, you know, 10, 15 years ago, you know, Blown they don't away. even recognize the place, right? No. Like, it's a totally different club. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's kind of your vision for that? And then we'll we'll get to the rooftop bar that's coming. Restaurant bar. The restaurant bar. Right. I love that. Um and so, yeah, so the, so the club, you know, again, we, we, we updated and renovated the club. If you have not been there in the past two years, you, you are in for a shock. I mean, so it is... most of those renovations were under your watch. Mm-hmm. Correct. Yep. It was a team effort, though. I, don't, I didn't do all that. Are you myself. also an interior designer? No. No. That was a, <laughs> uh, a local, local firm that we used, um, and they did just a great job. I mean, again, we gave them a very tall order. A, we don't have a lot of money. Right. B, we need to retain the rich history. Right. And C, we need to make sure it's relevant to those new members who come, you know, in the future. Rumor has it there is a room specifically leather walls. Is that true? Oh, it is. It's it's gorgeous. <laughs> Y'all That's check my it favorite out. room. I turn that into my office sometimes <laughs> when I'm visiting up here. It, I hear it smells like leather too, you know? so it must be real. It must <laughs> leather and old spice. <laughs> That's you though. That's your contribution. <laughs> right. 
<laughs> yeah, so, no, it's a, so it's when a you renovated the Pinnacle Club, what, what's kind of the goal with that? Like, obviously, you're creating these these student training jobs. Mm-hmm. Is there like a next level for that? It seems like you're kind of a next level guy. Yeah. So uh, again, back to the club piece. You know, right. you, got, you got two audiences. You've got you know the members and the students, right? And you can't sacrifice one for the other. And so it's it's making sure that you're. Uh, uh, doing you know the right things that you're supposed to be doing and making the club and we renovated it and are doing things to that place that are bringing it to the to to sustain and to carry on for for many years to come uh, as well as be relevant to a a wider uh, swath of of the community um, in regards to diversity so diversity meaning a lot of things right not just necessarily color or race but also age um, you sure. know, we, we've got, uh, uh, quite a, quite a f- bit of interest of people that have been coming in over the last, you know, we took a little pause here in early, early COVID days. Right. For um, some reason. We, we were on a, and a really good path of, of smart membership growth and, you know, doing some intentional things to really, uh, you know, attract the right person, uh, and families to, uh, to be a part of this. And uh, again, it really appeals to kind of two different demographics, right? It's really going to be, you know, daytime is your lunch crowd, your business crowd, um, and our ladies come and having a three martini lunch or whatever. And then you've got your, your night, your nighttime is typically more either your business dinners or your social. Uh, and so that's really kind of the way the club is used. And, uh, also people who like to travel because we have uh, reciprocal memberships with over 2,500 people that you get access to, um, our clubs around the world that you get access to. So that's a pretty big benefit. Uh, if you like to travel, and, uh, but anyway, so yeah, so the club, you know, again, creating that rich environment for the members, but also, you know, a good, rich training ground for the students too, um, so that they have that really unique experience versus just peeling potatoes for 12 weeks straight. <laughs> that builds character though. I've heard it that. It does a build character. character, you know, especially if you do that. Like when I worked in Charleston, we had to do that. I mean, that was kind of like an <laughs> afternoon thing for all of the, uh, the newbies. You basically went out back and if you've ever felt Charleston heat, uh, in the summertime back there peeling, you know, each of us had a, had a 50 pound bag of potatoes and good luck. Woo. I'll just go ahead and say no, thank you, and we'll move from that. Right. I'm not even sure where this fits into the interview, David, and I apologize. <laughs> well, now but, seems uh, like a good time for it. But yeah, um, between sips of our cocktails, uh, Trip, you took us to we 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 were uh, fortunate enough to have a lunch at the Pinnacle Club mm-hmm. with you, and uh, they brought in this. You, you said you have to have these crackers. Oh my goodness! <laughs> and and the only reason I'm bringing this up is because you told me it it was a staple for the Pinnacle Club. Oh yes. So those of you that are listening and y'all want to join the Pinnacle Club. You're going to want to join because of these, and Tripp's going to tell us why. <laughs> so this is a staple uh, that, that we inherited. It had been there for decades. This is, and it, it is, as simple as it is, it is a overly buttered saltine cracker <laughs> with some extra love into it. Um, and then it is served with, it is literally saltine crackers and served with this smoked sea salt butter. Now, I understand there's been some iterations of this thing over the years. I think at one point when it first started back perhaps in the, as early as the 70s or 80s, that uh, it was bacon wrap crackers. And so you get all the bacon wow. goodness that soaks into the cracker. What, what do you, what, why aren't y'all doing so that? that's coming <laughs> back. That's coming back, right? Well, ba- I think somebody realized at some point. Bacon, some kind bacon of heart doctor in- came <laughs> out and said, we shouldn't be doing this. Here's a basket of bacon crackers. Um, yeah, I think somebody probably got smart die? with, with uh, food cost and uh, oh my just had to shift over to butter. But 
but yeah, so these things are staying, and you learn real quick coming in and 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 taking over leading the the operations of a, a club environment. People are very partial to things, and those crackers, I, I did them wrong one time, or I didn't, but our our, our chef had uh, had not put enough butter on these crackers, <laughs> and we literally had somebody came up with a little baggie <laughs> and said because they have the recipe or whatever, and they made them at home and basically said. You know, no, no, no. This, this. <laughs> Reverse engineer and these you, and get you back need to me. To, you need on, to fix the cracker. On the menu, what are they specifically called? Uh, it's it's actually not on the menu. It's oh. something that's complimentary with every dinner and lunch that you come to. So you have to try it. You yep. have to. You literally have to. And I'm telling you, it's delicious. It is. And, well, thank you. I mean, it, you can't uh, you can't not have it, and it takes quite a few. Um, and we'll serve you as many as you want. So, but in the in the, in uh, the if nature I had of that. in the nature of living longer, <laughs> you maybe should eat like the first ones Less. they give you and move on. <laughs> it's but there, it's an experience which I, yeah, yeah. you're all about experiences. Oh yeah, and I can tell you, you know, two and a half years ago, I weighed a lot less than this. So. <laughs> Partly to blame at those crackers. <laughs> so, so let's move to the next part of your venture. The next part of your venture is, uh, I believe, unless I'm missing another venture, the Edgar's Above Broad, which is a rooftop restaurant and bar. Um, you guys have been very intentional and very deliberate about opening that. Will you talk to us a little bit about that process? Yeah, so uh, you know, we we uh, we started looking when we moved into this building and, and the operations for the Pinnacle Club, and we said, you know, we we've we've got some great opportunity here to really kind of expand. Like, how do you do that? Because a lot of clubs have a lot of different benefits and gems and all sorts of stuff, and that just kind of led to a conversation uh, with the building management building owner. That thank goodness you didn't go the gym route. Where <laughs> right now you would be you would be really upset. I wouldn't have been invited here. I'm guessing. Yes, <laughs> um, so I would be very upset, but. Uh, <laughs> Maybe one day. I don't know. Um, so, yeah, so we started talking, and we, and we were taken to this third floor space, which used to be the executive offices. And I'm talking, this was cool, man. This was, if you've ever seen Mad Men, I mean, the, these guys and girls <laughs> live like, these offices were just, I mean, it was it was insane. Um, you, you showed us the corner offices. Right. They're like enough no. room for like 30 people to be in that. And there's one guy sitting at a desk, <laughs> most likely right by a window doing but, Most likely nothing. But did they just look at the rooftop or did they stand on it? I feel like that rooftop was never used. That's where they did that their one. business calls. I feel like they were like, oh, no, no, can't do it. Can't touch it. <laughs> can't touch so it. Can't that, touch it. So, the, so the roof, it's a little bit of a um, um, confusing thing because you think, you know, okay, down at the, uh, you know, the, the Augusta University building rooftop. Right, a rooftop restaurant and bar. So people are thinking like, so it's above the Pinnacle Club, right? You're thinking 18th floor, right? right. Like, no, there's nothing but cooling units up there. No, it's actually kind of the third floor. So and like, do you want to be on the 18th floor rooftop? Mm, it's, a, uh, it's a little windy. It that seems... is the next plan. <laughs> We're getting there, man. Don't don't give away secrets. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Let's try this one first. Driving yeah, right. range. Yeah. So yeah. That... So this this space on the outside used to be essentially the roof of the bank lobby. And think back to the days of you know, when banks were built back in the 50s, 60s, and 70s, I mean, the huge three-story, you know, floor-to-ceiling glass right. and just these beautiful lobbies. And so this was the bank lobby or the bank uh, branch or lobby main headquarters roof, uh, this third-floor space. But, yeah, it jutted out. I mean, you basically walk out. They had sliding glass doors, and the executives could walk out. And at the time, they had – I don't know what it was used for over the years, but it, I don't think it was ever used for anything remotely close to this. Um <laughs> 
But it had, uh, you know, maybe a couple of picnic tables, almost like a break area if they wanted to step outside and right. you know, not have to go down. Like an executive break area. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right, right. There's never more than seven people on that Mm-mm. floor at any given no. time. You know, no need to be, right? Right. Space. You don't want anybody messing with your bar. This can have a capacity of 1,500 <laughs> yeah. people, but only 30 people at a time. Yeah, we're... You know? Close the door. There's seven people already up there. <laughs> we're good. You gotta have space to think, right? Those are the big idea, big right, idea right. folks. But... Um, so when did this start? When did the, when is the inception of this? So this was about a year and a half ago, right? So we were okay. already kind of getting into the Pinnacle Club piece and the renovation of that. Right. And so the conversation started. And and so we, you know, basically it was, okay, we can take these massive offices and turn them into some great private rooms or meeting space or something, right? right. And then we were standing there and just, you know, me, our CEO, our uh, CFO, and, you know, some other folks were just like, what about that space? Like, you guys want that space for what? And this is this is t- almost ten thousand square, actually ten thousand square feet of outdoor rooftop space. Right? I mean, it's a big footprint. Yeah, it's huge. And so, what are you going to do with that? I'm like, I don't know. I bet we can come up with some ideas, though. And so that get led to some brainstorming and what can we do? And so we started creating the idea of let's create the you know a world class outdoor rooftop terrace and bar kind of thing, right? Uh, something that Augusta has never seen. And again, this was before the idea of, you know, some of the other rooftop spaces in town. Um, or we're actually, I think they were kind of under Probably construction. simultaneous, yeah. right. And so, um, you know, we were thinking like, but how do we do it bigger? How do we do it better? Um, and then how does it tie back to our mission? How does it, because again, right. we're, again, we're not in the business of opening restaurants and bars and things like that. So. Yeah, the, it's important to mention, We've been talking about the Pinnacle Club. We've been talking about this rooftop bar and grill. All of this is goodwill. Mm-hmm. Yep. At the end of the day, this is all goodwill. Yep. And this is all, again, tr- uh, taking missional dollars back into the community right. and basically right. Re- re- repurposing it right back into, you know, continuing to grow this. So um, anyway, so, yeah, so we we, we said, okay, how, can, how does this tie back to our mission and what we're doing? Because, you know, we, we want to make this a big deal. So back to a comment I made earlier about a destination school, right? So this is a place where not only locals can take advantage of something like this, but this also attracts regionally, uh, perhaps eventually even nationally, you know, to get people to come in. And so now with the Pinnacle Club on the 17th floor and the uh, Eggers Above Broad, which is going to be on the third floor of the 699 Broad Street building, um, we now have an, have a, a ability, and we just recently got it approved through the Board of Education and our accrediting body, a, uh, a degree in, in, in uh, club, club resort, I'm sorry, culinary operations in clubs and resorts. Um, and that's resorts and clubs, totally yeah. unique to you guys. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's not another degree out there like You that. guys basically made that up. And said, "We are going to educate people on this." And they're so, like, "Yeah, you are." You're so right. if a guy well, they, they mis- poked a lot of holes in it. I mean, they're, 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 it's not that easy to get to get a degree approved. Um, there's a lot. I made of- it seem a lot more simple than it was, right. but that is the end result. The end result yep. is that you created your curriculum. Yep, that's and, crazy. And we did it in partnership with a uh, with a luxury hotel at Lake Oconee. Um, and, and, you know, they are, are essentially going to be the folks that, uh, you know, they, they, these students will have some experience both here. Cause again, now all of a sudden, if I'm a culinary student, I want to work in a club and resort environment. I come here, I can work at the pinnacle club and get experience there. I can go downstairs, which essentially is a resort type environment. Right. right. Um, and I've now got that on my resume. And so that yep. just gave me a leg up over some, somebody who just went to a regular culinary school. Right. That's pretty um, cool. And you get a little bit of the touch of working in, in you know, some boutique hotels and stuff. Yeah, cool you, thing is... You really make me want to go to culinary school. Like, should, I still awesome. don't want to. If we're, <laughs> but y'all are doing awesome things here. Yeah. You know, and I think, uh, I think this is going to be... 
not only from a venue perspective, right? Not only creating a world-class club uh, that, that benefits our members exponentially, as well as the students who go there, but also benefiting the city. I mean, we are going to, I am, I am so optimistic about the city and about the things that we can do in the city and us being on this end of Broad Street. You know, we've had the comments for you guys, I don't know, you're on the wrong end of Broad Street. Like, mm. no, we're going to start being the right end of Broad Street right. too. Uh, and, and hopefully bridge the other, uh, especially, especially with the Miller. I mean, y'all are right, in right. the Miller theaters yeah. across the street. The Imperial's not far. Mm-hmm. Allegedly, so, there's a there's a museum moving close to here. Correct. So so we have <laughs> the arts district with a rooftop bar. Right. Yep. Did you guys have communications with like the Miller and the Imperial and like, hey, this is what we want to do. What do you think about it? Yeah, early early phases we did and we'll continue those dialogues as they kind of ramp back up. But the idea What I mean, did they, they say though? Yeah. They're excited. They are Absolutely. tremendously thrilled because think about it, right? You used to come down here for a show, you had to get in your car to go somewhere. Right. right? If you wanted something before or after. And so now we're going to be the spot that is available, you know, pre-game before you go to a show, whether it's the symphony or a concert. Um, or if you're, when you get out, you got someplace you can literally walk across the street, park one time and, you know, have a ball. And we're, we're going to be adding a feature eventually. I'm not sure exactly the timing of it, but again, a lot of it has to do with shows and things like that. Right. Uh, you know, potentially, uh, you know, don't hold me to it, but, uh, our goal is to introduce valet parking. And so our club members, um, you know, will get access. If you're going to a show or heck, if you're just coming down here for a cocktail, um, Wait, so you're telling me I could potentially, if I was a member, I could come here before a show at the Miller, mm-hmm. get my car valet parked, go to the Miller, come back, and then get my car and just leave? You could, perhaps. You're, you're a brilliant <laughs> man. Because I would use the hell out of that. That's a great idea. Okay, yeah. that is really cool. Well, the cool. hope is not for you to get back in your car and leave. Well, of Until course, it's to come back up. Yeah, yeah, you get your like, ass upstairs. Hey, you want to come up here? You want to check some stuff out? Yeah, you want a you want a really nice expensive cocktail? Right, right. Let's do it. And by the way, we need to do a couple shout outs we while do. we're here because seriously, you've been working with April Henry King, oh, who did a did awesome beautiful job. mural. Amazing, amazing. And, and what is what is her mural say? Up and up and up to get down. And do you want? Yeah, yeah. Come on, take us tell, to you. Tell have us to that. You have to. It's so brilliant. And I got to give must April, have it memorized. April the credit. You know, I'm still trying to wordsmith it because it's a little <laughs> bit bumpy. But we should have know, called her in for this one. Essentially, think of you know our mission of helping people to you know giving get, get, giving people a hand up, not a handout, right? So we'll start right. there. But so essentially, this place is on the third floor. So the first up is to get up off of Broad Street up here to get down, right? Right. To Eggers above Broad and have a good time. Once you're at Eggers Above Broad, you know, there's potential if, if you so desire to have some conversation and maybe, uh, you know, get up off the third floor to come up to the Pinnacle Club to get down, right? And doing both of those, all every, people coming up to both venues to get down so that they can help fuel the training for people and help them get down to work, you know, giving them a hand up. It's incredible. Yeah. And that's the perfect kind of marriage of Augusta, get down, get funky Mm -hmm. with your thinking where you're like, hey, let's build this out. Let's make it elegant. Let's make it big. Let's do a rooftop. I think that's awesome. And we also have to shout out Zach McCabe. Uh, Oh, yeah. At All Equal Parts is what our listeners may know him at Mm -hmm. as because he will occasionally be in the studio making incredible cocktails for us. But he's also helping you make some incredible cocktails. Uh, he's designing the whole cocktail menu. Zach, uh, you know, Zach, it was really funny. I engaged with him. I'm trying to scratch my head and said, okay, <laughs> you know, we want to have incredible food. And I'll tell you about our chef in a moment. But um, oh, yeah, we um, 
also want to have incredible cocktails that match that. And so I'm scratching my head and going, okay, you know, what do we want to do? But, you know, I don't want to go bring somebody from Atlanta or Charlotte or DC or someplace like that in here. There's got to be somebody in town that can really help us, you know, create that craft cocktail experience. And um, I just happened to be on Instagram and the guy takes those beautiful pictures of the most beautiful with his his phone phone. in his house. Yeah. Wow. His yeah, wife helps him. He, it's a two-person thing, but it. But he makes the drinks and he, comes yeah. up with it. It's incredible. Yeah. Oh yeah. And and so I'm looking, and I've been following the guy for a while, and just getting right. inspiration for cocktails and stuff. And then, <laughs> you know, I'm scratching my head, and I'm kind of coming down to the wire, like, okay, you know, our opening date is starting to approach. I, I got to really do something on this. And so I randomly, it was literally on a Sunday night after about six bourbons, and um, <laughs> I said, you know what, I'm gonna mess. And I've never done this before. I'm not a stalker. Kind of guy. You slid in his DMs. <laughs> I I, I, put, I sent a message and said, hey, you don't know me. Sorry, I'm really, I promise I'm not a weirdo. But um, can we? I got a project. Can we talk? And we met up the very next afternoon, and bang, you know, history's made. And so uh, yeah, Zach proudly is. Uh, has designed our entire cocktail menu, uh, both alcoholic craft cocktails, non-alcoholic, uh, helped you know kind of put together some of the different spirits that we're going to have on the shelf, and um, just and he's got a boozy uh, milkshake. I call it kind of a walking around milkshake dessert kind of thing that he's. Uh, I together. did not know that Zach I is in trouble know. for not <laughs> telling us about that. <laughs> so, um, uh, but yeah, he he is uh, he is putting together some really cool stuff, and and we're really excited about him being a part of our program, and so and he's. He's been spending because uh, we're kind of ramping into getting ready for opening and doing our training and stuff. Right. He's, you know, he's committed to help us out and, and doing the hands-on training and just really inspiring a new generation of bartenders. Because that's kind of his deal, right? He he right. not only wants to drink well and make good cocktails, but he wants to change, you know, the face of the city of Augusta in regards to how people drink. Exactly. And you know, hopefully <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna see a lot of people coming through the doors that will get to experience kind of just that. So. And so before we we kind of wrap this up and and put a beautiful bow on it. Um, t- you mentioned your chef. Yep. Talk about how great he is. Yeah. So we got the you know, got the cocktail part taken care of. So the food <laughs> piece um, is is a, a guy named Chef Frank Kastner. Frank came to us. You know the silver and lining. He's the Pinnacle Club chef, right? Yeah. Well, he's actually our our corporate chef, if you will, our corporate he's, executive chef. He is brilliant. I've had his food. <laughs> In, yeah. an, in innumerable amount of occasions, and he is brilliant. Yeah, you know, and the, and the the silver lining of this, you know, opened up a a bevy of of talent from around the country uh, that was interested. I mean, we put the we posted this job, and and we had just countless quality candidates, and it came down to to Frank and Frank. You know, he's got 17 years experience in the Ritz Carlton uh, throughout the world um, in mul- multiple locations. He's also just recently came to us after about a four year stint at Montage. Uh, resort out at uh, Palmetto Bluff, which is just outside of Savannah and Hilton Head. Um, you know, he brings a worldly cuisine with him. He's got you know, a lot of coastal experience, obviously, from his um, uh, past four years. And just he, he has put together a menu that is just going to be a knockout. I mean, we're, you know, our cuisine down there beyond the cocktails is going to be fo- uh, feature or focused on more uh, small bites, shareable plates, you know, tapa style kind of menu. What is the food item that you are most excited about people trying? It is. There's two of them actually. Okay. One is a scallop dish. It's a pan seared scallop. With, Done. Uh, I would like one. But bring the, it. Bring but it up on the rooftop. I would like one. Oh yeah. People, you need to get excited about this. <laughs> this is not like bar food. This yeah, is like good stuff. So here's here's, here's elevated the best one. for you. Oh, he, he, that's not the best one. Oh, that, that's not the most creative one. Okay. So the fun okay. one that he pushed me on. I was like, oh man, Frank, I don't know. <laughs> 
It's a uh, you, have you heard about it in the past? You've seen these uh, the the little burger sliders that, that yeah, you yeah. know are with a Krispy Kreme bun kind of thing. Remember oh, that phase? No. Oh, so he man. did he's well, he's done a slider that's got a local cheese and a wagyu beef, and it's uh, it's a cinnamon roll. Is the bun? And I said we're either going to drop this off the menu after a day because people are going to be like, what? <laughs> or or it's or be it will be a staple known. that we yeah. will never be able to take or, off the menu. University Hospital is going to have more <laughs> calls than ever. <laughs> they're going to they're going to sponsor sponsored it, by right? the, health, the the heart clinic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, he's he's so he's behind the menu here. Uh, he's the behind the menu at the Pinnacle Club, and he's also uh, home based and designed the menu for Eggers Grill too. I so. have to ask, can you get the crackers on the third floor? Mm-mm. You have to. You join have the to be Club. a member of the club. Do you hear that, people? <laughs> You have you, to. You, got you have to. to be a member. <laughs> um, One of the many privileges. Be, I don't. You know. I don't know if we can ask this, but how how much does it cost to be a member of the Pinnacle Club? I, if we can't talk about it, we don't need to put it. So on I, I can. I, I, I'm, I'm hesitant to give a specific number, but I can tell you it's a lot more reasonable and affordable than one would think. Well, and, and you guys kind of base it on like people's ability to pay a lot of the time, right? Well, not not ability to pay, but it's it's your age. So there's different okay. there's different brackets based off of your age and whether you're local or not. Um, so there's really, you know, we've kind of narrowed it down to a hand, so if you're a, a small young, handful of quarters. If you're a young local, you're in the best situation. Is that accurate? It depends. You know, you've got to define best, right? Okay, okay. So, but yeah, I mean, it's 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 very reasonable. Um, you know, it's not free by any means. Uh, I mean, you get what you pay for, and it, it's it's a great quality experience. And, and we we have, we feel like we have created an incredible value for the amount of the membership is, and uh, we're very proud of what we've done. And we, again, we've got, you know, um, um, a lot of people that are that have been signing up, which is great. Um, and again, it's it's by invitation only. But you know, we right. know some people you can talk to and see if it's uh, if it's right for you. And and let's wrap this up real quick with what are the Pinnacle Club benefits for Edgar's? Because you mentioned that earlier oh, in the episode. Yeah. So th- this is that's kind of the the, the real aside real from spot. the valet parking. Yeah. So uh, we'll start off with you know ten percent discount over Edgar's Grill. So you can go over there. Plus you can have charging privileges. It's kind of a thing in the member in a private club world. You can put it on my account. You know, kind of thing. So you can, you can say like that. You get a monocle when you say that, <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, a put that hat, on my account. A top hat. Right, 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 right. right. <laughs> um, so Edgar's above broad in particular. The benefits are, are tremendous. So there's some really cool premium seating that that that's around the perimeter and it. Sits by the glass that overlooks Broad Street and the Miller Theater, and just I mean, it, you're right in the premium seating area, and so that's going to be reserved for club members only. If you're not a club member, you will not be sitting there. Yes, I will let that seat go empty until all night. You'll long. sit in it before anybody. Maybe. Else. Well, I'm a member, so there you go. There you go. Um, so <laughs> you got that. Uh, you know, the 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 space has capacity after COVID or the vaccine or whatever happens right. that we can accommodate all about 540 people. And so what that translates into is there's probably going to be a line. Well, guess what? Club members, you show your car. You remember, I'm a member of the club. You know, think of it fast pass, like, you know, someplace down in Florida that coined the name fast pass. Uh, right. So you can get right in, skip the line. Um, oh, thank you, know, you for the legal protection. Right. <laughs> I appreciate that. Absolutely. Uh, we're going to have benefits for um, members that will do private events, right? So you can do 500 people on a, you know, non-COVID time. You can do 540 people on a Friday, Saturday night. Reality is on a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, you're probably not. That allows us to create special, unique, boutique private events. Think of wine tasting under the stars. 
Uh, we've got a rec tech down there, uh, BFG grill that is awesome. And we're going to do, we may even have some folks from rec tech maybe, um, that come and do a cooking demonstration just for pinnacle club members. Um, you know, all sorts of really cool, unique things that you're only going to get access to there. You also get some free room rental. Uh, we have some private meeting space down there that you can enjoy during the day. Um, and then again, you can put it on my account, um, if you want to, (laughs) um, you know, and you also get a discount on food and beverage down there as well. So, and, and just one more time, all of this is goodwill. Yep. All of this money, no matter what happens, no matter what people are doing, all of it at the end of the day. This is a goodwill enterprise. This is goodwill of Middle Georgia and the CSR. That's the this craziest is, part of This is about not all goodwill New York, goodwill right. wherever. It, it, right. it is a full cycle where it starts with your donation, filters all the way through the things that I've been talking about and the services that we offer, and fuels right back into expanding it. That's so, really cool. This That's is incredible. Your, your goodwill mm-hmm. investing into Augusta, Georgia. Yep. It's and your, your community, bars. your and restaurants. Yeah. Right, Excellent. good, good time. You know, investing in changing people's lives and having a good right. time. Uh, cinnamon roll sliders. <laughs> so, so could be a thing. <laughs> it's about to be. Let's make it go viral. It's that's going to be. That's going to be disgusting. I'm going to. I so tell you, many we did a those. tasting yesterday for the first time uh, oh, on that particular item, and I'm a I little was upset we weren't invited. <laughs> <laughs> I got to taste it first, right? Make sure it's right. Sure, sure, right. sure. Trip. Okay. Don't go anywhere. When we come back, we talk to Trip Harrison about how he feels about dropping the diss. Thank you so much for listening to the Drop the Diss podcast, recorded at Augusta Podcast Studio. So the little guide to Augusta is this red book. It's, it's kind of little. Little red book? It's not, it's not too big. Uh, it, it's called The Little Guide, Augusta. Um, it is your one-stop shop for all local businesses you know, Chris, I'm opening this right now, and I just randomly opened to a page, and I found a community partner on it. That's what I'm talking about, man. That's it. They've got the best businesses. They've got the most local people. It's an incredible. It's an incredible model. And and it's David. It's free. This little red book is free. Pick it up in any boutique, any restaurant, any local service. And take it home and put it on your coffee table for any guests that you might have. And I'm telling you, not only that, I encourage all of you to follow them on Facebook or Instagram. I'm telling you right now. Oh, yeah. On Facebook, they just talked about Bee's Knees, which is a tapas local restaurant downtown Augusta. And they're talking about Bee's Knees moving into being a grocery store. They're keeping us up to date with local businesses in Augusta, Georgia. And I'm telling you, it's not just the little guide to Augusta Red Book. Guys, if you don't know about the little guide, check them out right now. Facebook, Instagram, or just get that little red book. Thelittleguide.com? Yeah. There you go. Mm-hmm. So Are we ready to... We're about to tie this bow... Uh- I want to ask one more question because I like to ask people, especially in your industry where you are, you are working with Goodwill, but you are also in the service industry. Mm-hmm. And the service industry has been dramatically impacted by COVID-19. A little bit. I've got to ask, how are you guys dealing? How are you feeling about the future? Uh, right. Um, you know, I think that... Just even opening back up as limited capacity as we can. Um, you know, if you were able to, to kind of make it through the other side of this, 
right now, um, you know, people are, are pent up wanting to come out. I mean, we're, we're seeing, uh, you know, even the limit, you know, half the capacity, if you will, that we had, um, you know, we've, we've got people calling, making reservations, you know, our brunches back, our award-winning brunch at Edgar's grill. And it is, uh, it's, we're back up to the numbers we were doing before. We're spreading out the hours, of course, because right. you can't sit everybody at once. But, right. you know, there is pent up. People want to support us. And, it, man, I tell you, during all this, too, we were doing some kind of like curbside and casseroles and things like that, just trying to pivot and, and adjust. And man, we had it was it was amazing to see the people that came out and said, I'll take 100 casseroles. Wow. Um, I'll do this. I'll do that. You know, because they, they wanted to support us and support some others. And so this community really wrapped their arms around around our industry. Uh, and I, I feel although it's going to be I think we've got some painful months ahead. Um, I think on the other side of this, that there's some really positive hope and positive things because at the end of the day, you know, hospitality, whether it be events, whether it be going out to dinner, people want to have a good time. There's so many stresses in life that people want to escape and, and our industry is the place they go. Um, and so, you know, I I think that, that we've got a, you know, a bright future ahead of us. Well said. I'll turn it over to you, Chris. Are we about to tie the bow? I think so. Let's do it. (laughs) All right. So trip. This is Drop the Disc Podcast. And Drop the Disc comes from that horrible term that you may or may not have heard. Nasty. Disgusta. Sadly, I have. Um, If someone... Okay, I'm going to take it back a little bit. So you're from... You've been from in Mississippi. You grew up in Mississippi. You went to Charleston, Atlanta, and now Birmingham, Charlotte, Charlotte, all these places. Past four and a half, Four years, mm-hmm. you've been in Augusta. If someone were to come up to you in Augusta right now and talk negatively about the city, or maybe someone call you that you know that talks negatively about the city, what would your response to them be? You don't know Augusta. You need to you need to open your eyes and you need to check it out. The city's got a lot going for it um, and a bright future. And you need to again, you know, be a part of changing it versus be a part of, of bringing it down. Um, you know, we got our issues, sure, uh, like any city, but there's 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 so much hope and promise in this city, and uh, so that's what I'd say to them. You know, you need to you need to do some research before making a statement like that. And and as we close, when does Edgar's Above Broad open? So right now we're planning on opening within the first uh, week or two of September. So that's next week or the week after. So could I comfortably say that you will let us know and we'll post about it and let people know? Absolutely. Well, heck yeah. I hope, to, I, I hope to have you all there for the opening. Oh, can, heck yeah. <laughs> can I confidently ask? Check out our Instagram for pictures of those can, sliders. Right? Yeah, I was about to say, can I confidently <laughs> ask that I can have a cinnamon roll slider? <laughs> we, can do, we, can do a private, we can do a private tasting, maybe. Okay. Uh, Trip, you're a fantastic guy. Thank I've you, known Trip. you for a while. Uh, you know, we've had this great relationship yes. since we moved in the studio. We really appreciate you being here, and and we can thank you enough. Thanks for belie- thank believing you. in Augusta, man. Thanks yeah. for moving here. No, Seriously. absolutely. Thank you all awesome. for doing this. This is awesome, too. I've really enjoyed uh, this podcast, and uh, it's helped open my eyes to even more of uh, what's going on in the city. So it's keep doing what you're doing, too. not just free liquor saying that, right? right? No, no, not at all. <laughs> but no, y'all keep doing what you're doing, too. Trip, thank you so much, man. Thanks, thank Trip. You. Thank y'all.
Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, if you did, please leave us a review on iTunes. Make sure you subscribe. Please subscribe and leave us a review. Tell a friend. I said review. Review. <laughs> review on iTunes, please. And tell us what we're doing good, what we're doing, what we need to get better at. We'd love to hear that critique. Follow us on Instagram. Um, guys, we're excited to tell you, next week we will be doing Augusta Rock series with John Kruger. Super excited about that. He local is musician. Local musician. Let's go. Yes, and he's got great music, great singles, great originals. We are super excited to do it, uh, do an episode with him. Um, but we have some last-minute shout-outs. Yeah, so first of all, we need to give some special thanks to our community partners. We've got Dirty Girl Cocktail Mixers up in here. We've got Second City Distilling, which I've been drinking their blackberry whiskey this episode with a little slice of orange. If you get their blackberry whiskey, put a slice of orange in it. It is fantastic. And finally, at All Equal Parts, Zach McCabe is a beautiful bar in our studio. I'm looking at it right now, and I'm just in awe Zach, at how well put together it is. Zach, if you're listening, I made a phenomenal. He did. Phenomenal. It's got honey in it. No, I'm not even talking about oh, that. Oh, you're not even talking about that one? <laughs> a phenomenal old-fashioned for oh, trip. Yeah. A couple other people should have got some airtime this episode. They didn't get any airtime, but they deserve us to say their names. Absolutely. We got Jake at the Pinnacle Club. He is the bartender. He is Mr. Consistent, Mr. Reliable, Mr. Incredible Bartender. Jake, you are a fantastic guy. And Glenn. Glenn, you are the man. The man. Literally, the man. Uh you know my name, you know David's name, and you know everybody else's name that's a member of the Pinnacle the Club. The whole city of Augusta, most likely, honestly. Absolutely, man. You you helped us out numerous times. This is our guy, man. Glenn, upstairs at the Pinnacle Club, he is giving them a good name. He will remember your name. Oh. Hospit- <laughs> <laughs> Hospitality personified. Thank you, Glenn, for everything, man. And Trip. Seriously, thank you for coming and sitting down with us and doing an excellent episode with us. Yes, sir. Y'all tune in next week.